You are listening to the Creative Spirits Podcast. My name is Cheryl Benji. I'm an artist, art educator, and creative coach. I'm here to share my journey as an artist and to inspire you to shine your light as bright as possible. I believe we are all born creative. It just takes a little bit of practice, passion, and perseverance to get to where we want to be. I also believe that we can manifest whatever it is we want in this life. So please stay tuned. This is episode 10 of the Creative Spirits podcast. Today's guest is Michelle Provatola. She's a fine artist based in Boston, Massachusetts. She creates commissioned pieces called Compassionate Connections. I'm actually a proud owner of one of her pieces of my daughter and our dog, Buddy. And she is doing something now called Expressive Art Experience. She has a great sense of humor, lots of wisdom and experience in the art world and world of nursing. So please stay tuned. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to my podcast. Hi, Cheryl. Thank you for having me. Yes. Um, So I want to dive into how we first met, which was in an art coaching program. And you saw um, a post I put about Brene Brown or like a quote, which that's what I do if you know me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, you decided you would reach out to me because we needed study partners. And you realize that I might be a spirit junkie too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, tell me about like, when did we meet? We met in 2018. Yeah, December of 2018. I remember exactly the post. I remember specifically, I had just read a book on vulnerability by Brene Brown and uh, both of us had started that artist coaching course. And um, yes, the quote, I went, oh my God, she loves Brene Brown too. She actually quoted from Brene Brown. So I was like, then I sent you a friend request and you got back to me right away. And it was like, I was like, oh my God, she's available to talk. That's the first thing I thought about was she's actually there in real time. Um, And we went back and forth and we became study partners. So that was December of 2018. Yeah. And then um, you live in Boston and I live in California. And just recently, a few months ago, you came here in LA and we met each other for the first time, which was so beautiful and amazing. And we had the best time together. (laughs) Yes. November of 2021. So we were, we've been um, friends online, telephone, Marco Polo for three years, we finally met. Yes. And um, you have some of my art pieces and I have yours. And I uh, talked about the last podcast where I have a friend from Boston who's going to come with her daughter to do a body art for the soul session. And you're that friend. 
Yes, my daughter and I, we're looking forward to it. Absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. So what magic? Um, it really, really, it's, it's connecting with other artists truly is magical when you become friends with them and get to know them and then have their peace in your home and their energy. It's really, it really is magical. So um, is. thank you for it being is. such a good friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you know, you're, you're a spirit junkie, just like me. It's like we, we definitely connect on a daily basis in regards to our creative adventures. And so it's a, you are a blessing to me as much as I'm a blessing to you. And yes, it's wonderful to have our creative pieces in each other's homes. I smile, I smile every morning when I look at my Cheryl Benji calendar. Oh, <laughs> I love, love my calendar. <laughs> yes, and I, I love the painting I have. And we'll talk about that okay. um, as we go through the interview. Um, but uh, so first question, what or who inspired you to become an artist? Okay, so... It because being an artist is my natural inclination. So I, I mean, it's just something that I've always done as a kid. I was a, um, an only child and I was just always coloring, drawing, making, crafting, just that's just what I did. So it was a natural inclination. Um, it was when I was in high school that I had a couple of teachers, uh, Mrs. Sullivan, Mr. Young. They were very involved with just helping me to cultivate that internal drive that I already had. Um, I realized when I was in classes that, uh, you know, I was, I, was, I was pretty good about getting what I was trying to express down on paper in a three-dimensional form. And at that point, that's when they encouraged me to go to art school. So it was through um, Mr. Young and Mrs. Sullivan that they helped me with um, art school applications. And then I went to art school. I went to New York City, and then I went to New England School of Art and Design in Boston. So, and then I went to nursing school, but that's another story. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and we'll I get into that. Going to college. <laughs> um, and so you were a muralist at one point. How was that experience for you? Well, okay. So when I transferred from New York City, City to Boston, I, at that point, I became interested in doing murals um, because I was so interested in decorating and the beauty of using a room as a canvas. And instead of just using a canvas, just a small, you know, canvas, I, I realized that our environment is a canvas and that's how I ended up getting into decorative painting um, and murals. So the decorative painting led into murals, murals led into what I'm presently doing now is as uh, a fine artist. Um, and how was it? I loved it at the time. At this junction in my life, I'm glad I'm not carrying scaffolding. <laughs> Because <laughs> right. it's it's a lot of work. It's it looks like it's um, could be time consuming and can wear on you. It well no you know you know what was really interesting is that if anybody goes into um, the Louvre or they go into um, uh, 
any of these museums, like the Isabella Gardner Museum, they had a beautiful mural on the ceiling. And I, for one, can appreciate what goes into doing a mural on a ceiling, wearing a neck brace, lying down on your back and yeah. doing a mural on a full ceiling. The, the, the funny thing about that is you, can't, you, you don't have any perspective of what you're painting because you can't stand back. So yeah. the so we had, what we had to do is we had to keep like walking down the ladders and scaffolding to get a view and then go back up and paint and then walk down and look and then go back up and paint. Um, and people don't realize the complexity of actually painting on such a large scale like that and some of the things that that, you know, behind the scenes, but I'm glad I did it. I have a great appreciation for anybody who does it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I see that and I see the murals on the ceilings, I always wonder about that. And oh my, I, I think, wow, weren't their necks strained and yeah, how they uncomfortable were. and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but, I, I, I ended up having stunning. to do daily massages because my wow. neck and my shoulders were so tight and so sore. And I realized that I had to do murals, clouds, ceiling murals. I had to limit those because I would end up hurting myself in the process. So, um, you know, Sistine Chapel. Oh, oh my gosh. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, incredible. Yeah. And it just, it just goes on and on and on and imagine how much, you know, they went through. <laughs> painting Beautiful. that and I mean it's just stunning it's gorgeous and um yeah, yeah so it, yeah so, so oh so I was gonna say you know in, in the midst of it, it I ended up I was a nurse um as well like I um because I'm just bringing going into I went to art school and then I went to nursing school and um so even when I was in nursing school I was still working as a a decorative painter muralist and building my business at that point but then I went to school to uh, be a nurse I figured no matter where I went I'd always have a job as an artist as a nurse it didn't matter I because you know they always need nurses everywhere right internationally right. they need nurses um, and that ultimately affected everything I did in the art field and the art field affected everything I did as a nurse. So in the past 28 years, I've been multifaceted and they've been synergistically working off of one another. So, which brings me to where we are today. So, but anyway, I'll let you take the lead, but I just was, I was just thinking how like it was it hasn't just been art and murals it's been synergistically both and they've been feeding off of one another right because that's what I was going to ask you is how did being a nurse affect the way you created and because it that's how you came up with your compassionate connections uh work right yep yeah yeah and what inspired you to create that so a wonderful thing happened in 2016. I got a scholarship and I was acknowledged by my college professors um, for the compassionate, uh, it was a sports center for compassion. I was acknowledged and got a scholarship to study with them. Wow. So this is for uh, medical personnel and nursing. And so I actually studied for four days straight 
peer-reviewed peer-reviewed studies and with all the experts in the field on compassion. And then I presented a project six months later. My project was geared around how I can use art as a catalyst to talk about compassion. So why not use the language that I know, the language that I'm best at to communicate something that affects each and every one of us, right? right. So in regards to the Compassionate Connections artwork, the connection, quote unquote connection, the main thing I noticed in everything, whether it be music, nursing, art, it was about connection. It, it was about connection. It was like, I was like, so how can I communicate this in an art form? Um, and so I came up with Compassionate Connections as a tagline for Michelle Provertola Fine Art. And the, the thing that was so visceral with me and always has been is my connection to animals. Um, <laughs> we joke about it now because my, my husband and I, we have this joke because when mm. I was a kid, I always, because I lived in an apartment building in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and we couldn't have cats and dogs. So I had hamsters, <laughs> small animals. My, my parents, everybody jokes about it now, but, but, you know, like I was so like the hamsters. So I would literally, and this is a funny story, but I'm going to, going to bring it back around. I would take the hamsters, I put them in the bathtub and let them swim and Oh. Bring them out, dry them off, and told my mom, "Yeah, I'm giving them exercise." <laughs> oh, so cute. The thing is, is that no matter where I've been or whatever I've done, I've had a very strong connection to animals. And so I said, "Well, you know, my idea was how can I animals? You know, they have such a deep visceral connection to humans. How can I put that down on canvas and use this as a way to as a catalyst to talk about?" compassion that's how I came up with that idea so I've always known from a young age that I've always had it a, a compassionate drawing towards animals and them towards me um so, go ahead yeah um and I had commissioned you to do a piece for my daughter for her birthday with our dog buddy and um it's so different and I was talking about this with um, the other artist I just interviewed, Brooke, our friend Brooke Harker, how different it is to see the artist's work in person rather just on social media or in photos or video. Like when I received it, I was like blown away. Like it took my breath away. And anyone who comes to my home and sees it is like, wow, this is just so beautiful. The energy you feel of that yeah. piece in person is completely different. Totally. Just like when you go to the Sistine Chapel, you know, and you see the artwork in person and the divinity and like all the, the frequency and vibration you feel from the artist's hand, you know, their hands and um, really their, the emotions that are coming through them, through the artwork. And that's, why I encourage, always encourage people to go and see the work in person to really feel 
the artwork. Yes, it's, it's, so I've experienced that myself, it, like it recently in November in, when I came um, to California and we went to, we went to a gallery where Brooke Harker had her paintings and I Lou stood, Martin. Lou Martin Galleries, yeah, yeah. But, and I walked in and I, I literally had tears in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I had never seen any of her paintings in person. And to see the brush strokes and the globs of color just layered upon one another and the vibration of the paint next to one another. And I know the energy and the hand that had made it. I was overwhelmed with emotion. Right. So I'm using her artwork as an example because this was just recent in November that I had this experience myself of seeing an artwork that I've never seen in person because I've been following her for years on online. Right. And it's absolutely beautiful. It, there's, a, there's a vibration in the colors, in the brush strokes, and there's also... A magic that comes seeing an artist and what they actually do and how they express that with paint it's yes. beautiful it's it's beautiful and you know even like Nicole McDaniel seeing her work in person mm. and Martin Bupre who um he is uh, was part of Saturday Night Live art shows and his work is very zen and to see mm. it in person and just this peace and calm it brings you and you know I would just stand in front of everyone's paintings for the longest time just taking it all in and you know one of Nicole's paintings like required I mean she does this stenciling work and I'm going to have her in my podcast soon but mm. she does this detailed stencil work and then, you know, that puts resin all over, like this, over this big piece. And you just feel the work that goes into it. And especially being an artist and um, all the love and care and detail. And so, yeah, it's, it, it's it is magical. Yeah. Magical. We are currently working on helping doctors and nurses decompress through art with expressive art therapy. How did you come up with that idea and why? Uh, what do those classes look like? Okay, so as of right now, what I am doing is I'm intending on starting an online expressive art. I, don't, I can't call it therapy because therapy would be um, psychosocial, meaning that there's a psychotherapy involved. So what my focus would be, would be um, expressive art, express, like um, expressive art, um, experience. That's, that's the word I'm looking for. Ex awesome. Expressive art experience. It's for them to have an experience, to have, to experience the visceral aspect of using art to move through some of those feelings, heavy, deep-seated feelings and bringing them into a positive place. See, so what ends up happening with us is we all have negative experiences at times in our lives 
Sometimes they become so deep that we can't even express them with tears or words. But a lot of times, and most times, they can be expressed in and through art. Because there's the left brain and the right brain. I won't get into that, but I will tell you there's the left brain and the right brain. And sometimes some of those things that are in our right brain are in our subconscious. So what I am presently doing right now is I'm building this course for an online and remote expressive art experience. But my niche is going to be nurses and CNAs. Those are my people. Those are my people that really, really need it. Um, And I'm the person to do it. I've been on the front line. I've been on the front lines. I know what it's like to be there. I know what they're going through. I know the deep seated heavy emotions. And I also know that in the midst of all of that, art is what helped me decompress. And it's what helped and helps me even now to move through those negative emotions into the positive. So I'm the person to do it. You are, you sure are. Yeah. So, yep. So I'm working on that right now, making connections. I have a local college that I'll be speaking with on Thursday. And then I have some other connections in regards to making this happen. Yeah. I always talk about, I always talk about how art is healing. It's therapeutic. Yes, it is. It helps us on so many levels. And this is really a gift you're giving to nurses out there um, who you understand and that you have compassion for, for what they're going through. So right. that's right, amazing. Right, right. Like, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And CNAs, so, we have a many, many CNAs. They, yes. work their, they work their butts off. They work so yes. hard. Yes. They're so dedicated. And I'll tell you, just a tribute to them that they, what they do to help us. So I'm, it's an honor for me to be able to build this program for them. And I've been asked to do it multiple times on, in the field. And now I have the time to do it. So, you know, yay, I'm excited. Let magic happen. Yes. And, and thank you to all the shout out to all the doctors and nurses and CNAs out there who really have been through so much and are still going through a lot. And mm-hmm. um, really, I extend my gratitude to all of you guys. It, it does not look easy. Yeah, they are definitely um, unwritten heroes, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We, I should say we are unwritten heroes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yes, we are. So. I believe it. So you joined Saturday Night Live art shows, which I talked about in the last podcast with Brooke Harker. She started it and um, you joined in soon after I did, after I (laughs) pushed you (laughs) to go in there, (laughs) jump in. (laughs) And you were hesitant at first, which I understood why. But I was so proud of you that you got in there because I wanted you to be part of that group. I really wanted you to be a part of that group. And um, so how has being on that platform helped you? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Saturday Night Live art shows. 
my husband still makes fun of me. He's like, hello, everybody. This is Michelle Provatola from Saturday Night Live. I chose here in Boston, Massachusetts. And that's how the story goes. All right. Yeah. So Saturday Night Live art shows. Um, Saturday Night Live art shows. I was extremely hesitant to do that because just hitting that button. Anybody who's ever done a Facebook Live, mm -hmm. the fear that you have looking at that blue button and actually going and hitting it all of a sudden a like wave of blood comes to your face <laughs> to the tips of your hands and you and you just go blank and you're just yeah. like oh my god this is really happening yeah so I basically had that experience the whole time through I mean honestly now at this point doing it I it's taking me probably about 28 takes to get comfortable on camera but that's exactly why I did it right. because I was facing my fear. Right. I said, you know what? This scares the living heck out of me. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, why not? Because, you know, that's the only way we overcome our fears is to just do it. Just do right? it. Yes. Just and do it. Just do it yeah. and let your heart pound. It's okay. The next time it will get easier. And then time after that, it'll get easier. And I love watching you because <laughs> you are really funny and um, you have a great sense of humor. And then your studio assistant, <laughs> Jeff, yeah, I know my studio your husband, assistant. adorable. Like, I just love watching the interaction and how supportive he is. And <laughs> you know, just the humor between you two. And just even when you're on, like, you just have this light to you and this beautiful energy and you make people smile. And, and then now, like, you have become more comfortable on camera than, oh my goodness. than writing, just writing a post. So that's yes. beautiful. So now there's another person that I'm helping to get through her uh, fear of being on camera. I, I actually spoke with her before a podcast. So I am working with her to help her be on video and be more wow. comfortable with it. Yeah. Like she's like, she says to me, you're so comfortable being on camera. I'm like, oh, if she only knew. <laughs> she only knew. Like if she only knew. You know what I mean? It's like, but, but here's the thing, anything that we're fearful of, it's like, that's the thing we need to tackle. Yes. That's where we need to go. We need yes. to we need to dive in headfirst into the unknown because there's a reason that we have a wall or a fear of that. And so I suggest that for anybody and everybody. So if you have some type of fear, like why do you have that? Okay, well, don't worry about it. Just do it. Don't even think about it. Just do it just to conquer that fear. And so I am at present working with somebody who is, she's a nurse. She's also doing the same thing as me. It, like they've already done. She's building her business and working with her to be on camera. So here's the thing is that being on camera now, I'm so much more comfortable being on camera than writing now. So right. I had backed off on some of my newsletters because I had been doing more upfront camera work because I can express my personality on camera. I can use intonations. I can be my, you know, show my 
uh, authentic Italian self and come across <laughs> on camera. And I can make jokes. People need lighthearted humor. We yes. all need humor. That is good medicine. Humor it is good is. medicine. It is. I had such a hard time conveying that in my writing and in my newsletters. So even though it took me 28 takes to get comfortable on camera, I'm so, <laughs> I'd say I'm kind of comfortable now on camera. <laughs> you are. And look at that. Like it's a ripple effect, you know, like you are now helping someone else get over their free fear of being on camera and who knows what they're going to do for others out there. And so, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in helping others and, you know, shining your light in the best way possible because that's what we're yes. here for. Yes. My logo actually has a butterfly on it. And one of the reasons that my logo has a butterfly is because um, that's what I want to do. Well, that's, that's not what I want to do. That's what I am doing. That's who I yeah. am. I'm spreading yeah. positive energy, positive light. It's the butterfly effect. You know, yeah. Everything we do is energy. So as I'm sending my art out there, like some people may say, oh, well, I can't buy anything. Well, buy anything right now. That's not the point of it. That's never been the point for me. The point is using my art as a catalyst to talk about compassion. Okay, right. that's what we're about. We're about connection and compassion. It's about connecting people. It's about connecting people in conversation, whether, and that's just, my art is just the catalyst I use to connect people in compassion, right? Butterfly effect. That's why the butterfly is in my logo. It's because that's what I stand for yeah. is to have that positive ripple effect. And yeah, to be a light. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, so what words of wisdom do you have for other artists out there? So... I, it, well, there's a, there's a lot that, that I could say, but uh, the, the first couple of things that come to my mind is, what can I say? Compassion. Have self-compassion. Self-compassion. The, the thing is, is that many artists that are starting out can be so hard on themselves. It's not about the outcome of the art. It's about the process of doing it. It's about the process of diving in and making the art. In to one person, that piece of art might be just gorgeous. To another person, they may think it's very juvenile. It doesn't really matter. Art is in the eye of the beholder. So for new artists, I would say self-compassion. Just enjoy the process of doing, not the outcome yeah. so the process of practice 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 enjoy that practice with self-compassion that's for new artists for a well-seasoned artist um a well-seasoned artist i would say i have to agree with like uh, elizabeth gilbert one of my favorite books is big magic mm -hmm. something i've listened to yes. three times i can listen to it over and over again in the studio is that Every single piece that we make with the practice of the art of doing, it's going to affect people. And for seasoned artists, 
it's it will affect different people in at different times it's just like we're always creating magic it's no matter like where we're at in our journey for seasoned artists is just continue to enjoy the process enjoy the process yeah yeah and they and there's a here's another book stephen pressfield stephen pressfield the war of art yeah for seasoned artists you know you know older yeah you have kids you have life in the way you might have a second job like myself the war of art there's always other things that get in the way of the practice but stephen pressfield talks about just do it just do it and get in front of that canvas or watercolor paper whatever it is and every day try your best to practice as much as you can that's beautiful practice right and you know in in here's the thing is it's if I were to always focus on like the outcome of a piece that that's really not the point of it the point of it is for me to express and I don't want to this is going to sound strange to some but it's to express divinity it's to express my soul put it either on canvas or a wall or an object it doesn't really matter it's the practice of just creating we were meant to be creators we were made that way yeah. So the war of art, Stephen Pressfield talks about how there's so many things that are always trying to catapult themselves in front of us to distract us from that. When I was a nurse and an artist, I would juxtapose between the two of them and I had to make it a practice, a like a firm practice to be in the studio, even when I was tired and even when I didn't want to, that was something that helped me in the long run, even at the bedside. Because, you know, I, as a vessel, like a creative vessel, me being empty from being at the bedside in nursing, I would refill that vessel with love and light you know, with good things that I was able to bring back to the bedside, bring back compassion to the bedside. And it was through, it's through the process of art that I was, I am able to do that. Yes, absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. So where can we find you? Oh, so you can find me on Google, but of course, (laughs) 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 who doesn't love Google? (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, so it's easy. Michelle Provatola Fine Art. So it's Provatola. It's P R O V is in Victor I T O L A, and just Michelle Provatola Fine Art. You can do Michelle P R O V. It will come up. Now here's the thing. I have a cousin. Her name is Michelle Provatola as well. Oh my so god. So I am. Yeah, I am Michelle <laughs> R Provatola. That's that's okay. my yeah. And and my Instagram is Michelle R Provatola. So, but yeah, that's where everybody can find me. So that would be great. And check out the Compassionate Connection series and the up and coming um, art expressive therapy series that I'm, that I'm building right now. Expressive art experience. 
right? The expressive <laughs> art experience. Yeah, I know. It, I, you know, I, I can't wrap my head around that because the reality is, is it really is therapy. It is. It, it is. is therapy, but I'm not allowed to use, I'm to not use allowed it. I to know. say therapy unless I, I have know, my I master's. Know. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I I'm having a hard time. Yeah. I got to practice that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you for being on my podcast and bringing your wonderful, beautiful energy to it. And I always envisioned um, interviewing other artists and having a platform for us to be heard and to be seen because I don't think we are heard and seen enough. And we have so much wisdom and so much to share that really this is um something very special for me and for you to be in this arena and space with me means a lot so I truly love you and you have been such um amazing beautiful part of my life so thank you oh thank you sweetie I honestly um I synergistically we bounce positivity off of one another in creative ideas off of one another you have been a such a blessing to me as well and I love you to pieces I will tell you I am so proud and honored to be on your podcast thank you truly truly am this is an honor I I truly appreciate it so yes we have a lot to offer the world mm-hmm. we do. yes we do healing <laughs> the world through the power of art Yes, I love it. That's a good ending. (laughs) Thank you for joining me in this episode's Creative Spirits Podcast. I always enjoy having you along. And if you want to see more of my work and get to know me better, you could go on CherylBenji.com. Or follow me on Instagram at CherylBenji underscore art. And I have a beautiful Facebook community called Creative Spirits. I would love for you to join in on that and become a member. And please follow and please share with anyone who you think might be interested in my podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. It would mean so much to me. I really want to spread the creativity, the inspiration, and all the goodness and have a ripple effect of beauty out there in the world. Love and light always. Until later. Bye.